and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is Ricky Stewart just jumping in front of the interview with Sunny Lawrence to tell you that you're going to be encouraged by Sunny. She is a mom of five kids and she had these five children in six years with her husband, James. They are awesome. They are a part of a Netflix show called Iron Cowboy where she and her husband and their five children traveled across the United States in 50 days and her husband did 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. Seriously, like if you don't believe me, watch the Netflix show or it's on Amazon Prime as well. And it's called Iron Cowboy. They are an awesome family. And Sunny has a special message on her heart from God talking about being a light on a hill. Let's dive in. Sunny Lawrence talking to us from Utah. and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because we cannot do life and life to the fullest without Jesus. And on the podcast today, this is for the mom who's listening today. Turn it up. We've got Sunny Lawrence. This is going to be a great encouragement for moms. Sunny, first of all, has the coolest name ever. But you have been a part of something absolutely magnificent, 50 Ironmans, 50 days, 50 states. Thank you so much for your time, Sunny. It's good to hear from you. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is my favorite way to share our story is using Christian belief. So I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, tell us, first of all, the mamas have this turned up. You had five children in six years. Holy cow, how is your house right now with this pandemic and just everything going on? Well, I always wanted to be a young mom and a young grandma. And James is five years older than I am. So I said, let's have these kids real close together. I want to be done by the time I was 30. And I had my last one, my only boy, when I was 28. So wow. I hit that deadline just right. And so now that they're older, I'm still young enough that I enjoy them and everything's fun and everything's awesome. And you know, life is great. People who don't know you, you can get to know Sunny. There's a show on Netflix called Iron Cowboy. And I really want you just to take us back to how it all began and what you all have done since then and just your faith through this. And you and I met when you and your family and James were coming through Pensacola, Florida. I was a reporter at WEAR. And you were so easy to work with. I'm like, you know, could you, could we do this live on the news? Yeah. You know, like, he uses yeah. that, he uses that clip in his presentation when he speaks. Oh my goodness. That's funny. There's a part where you're talking to him and he freezes and he's so emotionally can't talk. And it's his way of showing people how out of it he was. He was. Yeah, so that news clip is in every presentation that he does. <laughs> that gives me goosebumps because it just reminds me of back at that time. I remember standing there and looking at his eyes. Well, because I talked to you before the interview and you're like, you know, he's getting up, he's tired this morning. We had just, where had you just been? Al weren't you in Alabama and then you went yeah, to Pensacola? Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. we were in Mobile. Mm -hmm. Mobile. And then you guys got done in Mobile super late, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be this amazing thing because it was only a 45-minute drive or whatever, and then ended up not being to our advantage whatsoever. And we still were traveling in the middle of the night. 
and he was still getting up without any sleep. And so it was kind of a funny thing. We were really looking forward to Pensacola because that's where everything kind of started to shift. It was, you know, almost, we were all the way across the United States, but it still ended up being out of control for another week. <laughs> at wow. least. Okay. So I'm just going to ask like right out, how did you guys persevere through that? Like, I know God was involved in this because you guys love Jesus. How, how did you guys persevere? So the thing I always say, people always say, how did you do it? And my answer every time is Jesus. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, if it is supposed to happen and you're willing to do the work, the Lord will help you succeed. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we were supposed to be doing it without any shadow of a doubt. And we knew if we put forth the work that the Lord would look after us and whatever was supposed to happen would happen. And you know, that didn't necessarily mean success. That could have meant anything. It could have been meant to be for James to die in the middle of this, but what we knew without a doubt was this is exactly where we were supposed to be and exactly what we were supposed to be doing. And so we had to have the faith that the Lord would provide for us along the way. Yeah. And it's crazy that you mentioned death, but I do remember that. I mean, I don't know what it would look like for somebody to be on the brink of death, but looking into his eyes, he was so physically exhausted. And like you said, emotionally tired. I cannot imagine where you were as a wife to be like, Jesus, like Jesus is going to provide, like he's doing this. Yeah. We're still going through 50 Ironmans, 50 days, 50 States. We're doing this for something bigger than ourselves. Like just where were you at in all of this? Like, where were you at mentally? Well, the proposition initially was that I wouldn't have to do any work. I would just be on vacation with my oh, kids geez. because not the case. we had done, no, I mean, any woman and any mother should know better than to believe that. But um, <laughs> I, I had too much going on to help them prepare for it. And so I graduated from college just 10 days before we started the 50, before we left for Hawaii. What? Yeah. And we were living with a woman with Alzheimer's and we were caring for her in exchange for rent. So I was taking care of this elderly woman. I was in school full time and my kids were still young. My youngest was only five. I mean, four when I started school and five when we started the 50. And so I, I said to James, you know, I support this, but I can't help you. You have to do this on your own. I just can't manage the load. And so he agreed, but when it came down to it, we show up in Hawaii and from the second we start, it's total chaos. And the promises made by certain crew members weren't fulfilled and ended up being me having to step in when I hadn't planned on it. So by Florida, I had already accepted that my role was not what I had initially been promised, but I had a choice. Either I could adapt and just deal with it, or I could sit and feel sorry for myself. And that's just not my rhythm. That's not my jam, you know? So right. about nine states in, I realized, oh my gosh, this is legit. Like I literally have to step in or this mm. thing is going to crash and burn. And so, you know, I just, every day we had to adapt to whatever the circumstances were and in whatever kind of mood James was in. But as his wife, it was often discouraging because as, as a partner to somebody you love and care about, it's our duty and our joy to love and take care of them. Right. And I was in a position that I didn't get to be the person to love and care for James on this journey because I had to handle everything else. So it was really hard as his wife to see 
him struggling so much and to not only acknowledge that I couldn't do anything because it's his journey, but also that I wasn't really given the opportunity to be his wife through a lot of this journey. And that was really hard. Wow. I mean, you were the backbone of this. Just well, to me, I mean, I mean, I don't know if people see that in the documentary, if they see that in the Netflix show, but you were the one who was like encouragement to move on. Like you were giving him little words as he was walking by. I saw you like keep going or whatever those nuggets of encouragement to keep going. And I mean, as a spouse, you know, myself, it's like those little words to my husband can make or break his day. But you were like True. making a, making a small, um, you know, a small phrase to make a big impact in his life to keep going. And I like, I bet that meant a lot to him, you know, just that encouraging word. Well, and it's true because, you know, we make a really good team. We had different roles in life. You have different roles and there was nothing different about our professional journey from our personal journey. You know, we had different roles and we had to do different things. And so as long as he was fulfilling his role and I was fulfilling my role, we were working together, even though we weren't able to do it together. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when a lot of people would see James struggling, they'd be like, oh, he's tired, needs a break. But when I saw him struggling, it was important for me to make sure that he was fulfilling his goals and his dreams. That's good. Because it wasn't, it wasn't about, I mean, we, we had sacrificed so much to get there and that was important. But what was more important is I didn't want him to have any regrets. And it was my duty to make sure knowing him as deeply and intimately as I did to know what he would and wouldn't regret and to know where that fine line was. So that was kind of the gift of being the partner and the spouse to him is knowing his limits and what, how hard to push him and when to step back, but to keep him on course. I love when you said to make sure he was fulfilling his goals and his dreams. I mean, just as a spouse, you don't even have to have kids to know that like, this is a good thing to do. Like this is a valuable thing to do to make sure that your spouse is fulfilling his goals and his dreams, no matter what that looks like. Even if it's something crazy, like going 50 days doing 50 Ironmans across the nation. Like that's so, okay. So what was it like when he came to you and was like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, what was that conversation like? So this is a funny story because in 2010, he set the record for the most half iron distance triathlons and that was in preparation for 2012 okay. just kind of a trial run so then 2012 comes and he did 30 ironmans through 11 countries in that calendar year well he comes to me on day 20 let's see what race was it it was we had just left lake havasu california and it had been a really intense day he had pulled a boy with cerebral palsy through this iron man and it just it was a really intense day and we're driving to phoenix wow for number 29 of 30 and he says i have an idea and anytime james says i have an idea i go oh no <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's never like I have an idea. We should paint the living room, right? It's never that. And so I said, okay. And he's like, I want to do fifty Ironmans in fifty states in fifty days. Oh and my I goodness. said to him, Have you no respect? I barely survived this year, two thousand twelve. We, you know, everything went wrong, and everything was hard, and the kids were little, and we had lost everything in the recession, and so we had no oh my money. Goodness. It was just the worst year ever. And in the midst of that, he's doing this world record and he's like, 
we'll just think about it. It's going to be so great. And I said to him, you can't talk to me about it until February. So he, we did the next race and he brought it up and I was like, it's not February. And then he did his 30th race, his last one. And he's like, Hey, what about, I'm like, it's not February. And so finally February came and he was so excited. And he's like, it's February. You have to talk about it now. So we talked about it. And at this point now it's February, 2013, because we'd finished the 2012 world record through that calendar year. Okay. And he wanted to do it in 14. And I said, there's no way, there's no way you could be physically, mentally, and financially prepared to start this in 10 months. So I agreed to let him do it and to support him if he waited until 2015. And that gave us enough time to kind of sort some things out. Now it was still no party because we didn't have a lot of things sorted out until, you know, 12 hours before he started in Hawaii. And we didn't have near the support and the things we had wanted to have and this and that. Um, but it was definitely imperative that we'd had that extra year to prepare. So then we land in Hawaii and ready to start at midnight because of the time change. And then it began. That's so awesome that you were like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And you were waiting because of college, right? You were finishing up college. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There, I mean, it just, there were so many things happening that I was like, are you crazy to think we can start this in 10 months? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And cause he doesn't, he's the dad, you know? Right. And so he doesn't, see things from the mom's perspective. And, and oftentimes it's the mom's perspective. that's like, yes, it does matter if the kids stay up till 11 and eat candy for dinner and don't brush their teeth. Right. And the dad's perspective often is, well, yeah, but who cares? It's only once. And I'm like, exactly. you know, and it as matters. a mom, you're like, you're like, no, it matters, you know? And so he doesn't always, he's a dreamer. He doesn't think as practically as I do in general. And so I was like, okay, I get that you want to do this crazy thing, but we have to actually discuss what is realistic as far as the time frame goes. Yeah. So we agreed on 2015. That's crazy. Yes. And I just love the team dynamic that you said we're a great team because it is like a team and we all have strengths and weaknesses and we all bring something to the table in a relationship. And you're just like, this is what I bring. And the, the great thing about it is that he was like willing to wait as well until you were on board to be like, okay, we're two people as one, we have a family, we have responsibilities, let's do this. And, and that's just, um, that's great. That's great. So you all are in Utah, like that's your home base, right? Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. And then, so why Hawaii? Why was that the first one? So we had to take commercial flights. And so we figured if that, that would have been the most uh, risky, stressful, um, you know, part of the entire journey. Like if we, if something goes wrong with these flights, we're in trouble. Okay. So we thought if we do the flights first and we get them out of the way, then everything's in our control driving the RV. So right. he started at midnight in Hawaii and then we had to catch a flight. He was in Kauai. So we had to catch a flight to Honolulu and then a red eye to Alaska. And then he did the Alaska Ironman and then we caught another red eye to Seattle. So okay. we could, we kind of get that big stress, chaos, crazy part out of the way first and James said, you know, in the back of his mind, he's like, if anything went wrong with flights, we could always kind of start over. 
Um, oh, that would be terrible. An Iron yeah, Man that is so long. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if for some reason, you know, the flight got canceled or this or that, he's like, I felt like, he felt like it gave us a little buffer. I never thought that. I thought, let's just get the crazy stuff over with first. And at the end, I mean, if, how terrible would it be to do 48 Ironmans and then miss a flight? Oh, that would be terrible. So, okay, so you all yeah. are being wise. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so we were in Hawaii for 10 days before we started. He started that at midnight. We finished, he finished around 4 p.m. or something. And then we caught that red eye to Alaska. He did that Ironman and then we had an RV that met us in Seattle. But all those flights are in coach with five kids. So Stop. I sent James off to his seat to Stop. you know, do whatever he needed to do. And then I <laughs> had the kids for those two nights, red eye. Yeah, yeah it was, and you, you it was a memory we won't forget. Oh my goodness, all the moms listening just went <gasps> <gasps> Or even like the ants, even the ants can relate because oh, oh my goodness. Wow, yeah, it sunny. was very exciting. It was very exciting. In wow. fact, when we were leaving Alaska, aside from all the other little stories that are in between, we were sitting on the airplane and everybody zonked out. I'm the only one awake and they're having problems with the airplane. And they came over the overhead and said, you know, we may have to change planes. And I have never prayed so hard in my entire life. I'm like, I am not waking up my five ducklings and my husband to change airplanes because there's a mechanical problem with this airplane. And I was like, Heavenly Father, you have got to help me figure out this airplane problem. Please inspire them to know what to fix. I do not have to wake everybody up and change airplanes. <laughs> You know, and the time was tight anyway, because we left an hour late, we ended up arriving late, which means we started the Washington Ironman late. And, you know, it was like just utter chaos, but everybody was sound asleep. And so they didn't know just me. I'm the only one that knew and was sweating bullets on that plane. <laughs> oh, and praying and praying to the Lord. You're like, oh, Jesus, this is real. This is a real prayer. So hard. I was like, I know this may seem like nothing. But my gosh, if I have to wake everybody up and if we, I just, it had What's been a domino such a effect? crazy two days. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You're like looking to the future. You're like, okay, so I'm preparing to the best of my yes. ability. Yeah, exactly. Yes. exactly. So the craziest thing to me that I still, you, I know you can answer this question, but I just think about, cause I just watched the Ironman show on Netflix. Well, I guess it was a year ago, but that's how time is now. It's like, oh, I just it's watched on, that. It's on Amazon Prime now. They've moved it to Amazon Prime. Oh, good. Okay. Well, we have Amazon. We canceled Netflix recently. I know. It's like a thing. Just, just, just like everybody else for good reason. I'm with you. I yeah. know. Okay, cool. Okay. I haven't talked about it with anyone except for some of my close girlfriends. So, uh, but yeah, just no, you know, but Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, but I was watching it and I'm like, no way. They have a Netflix or they have a documentary. I had no idea you were filming a documentary. I had no idea there was a camera along with well, our camera. Because they only, it, it's funny because when we started the journey, no one thought we could do it. And everybody thought it was just this, you know, this wish or this dream. And so we didn't receive the support that we were frankly entitled to now that it's been accomplished right right so oh I, I remember film, yeah we had a film guy um our, our friend Vaughn funded this documentary but the film guys were like eh, it's not that cool it's not that awesome we'll just come out sometimes crazy and so they weren't out there for the whole time they were only out there for part of the time and then in hindsight they're like oh my gosh we wish we'd been out there the whole time 
But oh. you know, my goodness, yes, they no, wish they would. We thought we could do it. No one thought we could do it. So, Sunny, people have reached out to me that I haven't heard from in so long from like a two second clip of where I'm like, you know, hot mess and rain boots. It was like really weird weather, too. <laughs> but, I'm telling you, he plays that clip every time he speaks. Every time. Crazy. In fact, he makes a joke about it because I'm in the background and I had told everybody when we first got there. If you have any like monotonous questions, ask them to me. I will answer them. And then when you talk to James, you can get into the real meat of what you want to know. Right. And so James was being interviewed by you and I could tell that he wasn't thinking straight. Yes. And so I kind of I looked back at him like, oh no, I wonder what he's saying over there. And James freezes the camera and I have this look on my face of like, this guy's the biggest idiot in the world because he doesn't know how to answer these questions. And he makes this joke about how, how exhausted he was and how he can never answer the questions right like I want him to. And he circles yes. my face and everybody's laughing hysterically. And it's that clip when you were interviewing him in Pensacola. That is so crazy. Well, I remember, and I'm, I'm trying to make sure I, rem I am remembering this right. But when the information came to the news station, for anybody who's in public relations, this is important. <laughs> but um, when the information came to the news station, you sent it to like news at WEARTV.com or whatever our news email was at the time. And I remember reading the email and nobody was really talking about it. It was like, yeah. you know, here's this thing uh, happening. And I read it and I'm like, we are doing this story. This is crazy. If, if this is real, if this is true, 50 Ironmans, 50 days, 50 states, like this is huge, you know? Well, and and then, by the time it got to you, by the time it would have gotten to you, you would have, you guys were state 19. Yeah. So it's like, or something like that. So by the time it got to you, it would have been legit, right? right. Not not doing three in a row or something. Yeah. Well, I think Twitter was where I was like, I looked you all up and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're really doing it. Like they're really, this is really happening. I think it was Twitter. Anyway, I found a way to validate that it was like happening and meeting you guys out there, this awesome RV and camera crew, who would have thunk it? And now it's this awesome documentary that people are encouraged and inspired by all across the nation all, or the world, I guess. Yeah. It's like published. It's out there. But from that documentary, I would love to know where has God led y'all from that with this big platform? So for James, this is, a, this is a fun time for you to ask this question because for James, he's done a lot of corporate speaking. He's done schools. In fact, we just spoke at my daughter's school yesterday together and, um, you know, it's launched him into a humongous career and he he enjoys it and he's kind of an introvert. So it works well for him to actually have a story to tell versus, you know, just the human connection where for me, I love the human connection. I right. want to look you all in the eyes. I want to know you. I want to be your friend. I want to have dinner with you the night before and that right. kind of a thing. But for me, the kids were so young that I was still, I wanted my focus still to be on, be on being a mother. Yes. And where James was traveling um, it was very important for me to make sure that our kids had stability and they had routine and their expectations were that, you know, I was always here. And so the time now has come that I'm ready to start doing some of this stuff and uh, the opportunities have begun to present themselves. And it's kind of yes. fun, you know, once you, you know, fill the dream, you feel that they will come. 
And so yes. it's been fun for me to kind of put myself back out there and maybe begin my career. Cause you know, people yes. all the time are like, we watch that documentary and we're like, who is this woman? Yes. Everybody like, where's this wife? Where's this woman? And to me, I'm shrugging my shoulders going, what's the big deal? You know, like I don't, to me, it's just normal. Yes. And so I am just beginning my journey of putting myself out there and trying to connect with people and with women and teens and, you know, and, and share kind of the, the female version of it and, and not for any other reason than to give other people hope, you know, and to share love and kindness and sparkles with the world instead of everything always being about uh, being the backseat. You know, people think, oh, you've watched your husband achieve all these dreams while you sit home and do nothing. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, those are fighting words. No, thank you. I'm, I'm right where, and it's not my personality. I have a very strong personality. Yes. So people always assume I'm kind of the back seat. And I'm like, oh, I'm the driver, sweetheart. Oh, you know? for sure. It just, it just so happens that being a mother was the priority for me until about now. And now I'm ready to kind of get out there and connect with women and maybe help them resolve some of their concerns about their own life and supporting their partner and their dreams and teaching people how to feel successful watching other people achieve dreams. It doesn't always have to be about you. So it, the timing for this is quite wonderful for what I want to do with my future. Right. Well, and you can connect with Sunny on her Instagram, Sunny J or Sunny J-O Mama, Sunny Joe Mama. Okay. You think that was from the South? You think that was from the South, the Sunny Joe? People ask me all the time, are you from the South? Your name's Sunny Joe? Well, and you're hilarious. Like, and I love your name. I remember when I met you, I came home that day and I told my husband, I'm like, her name is Sunny. That's so cool. Wouldn't it be cool to have a daughter named Sunny? And I don't know. It was just a discussion that we had in the house but I loved your personality and like you said it on your Instagram, but you don't match, which is so oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you match your clothes or anything? I mean, you're just, I like just bright color. I like everything a little bit funky. Okay. Yeah? And I don't <laughs> like this, this world we live in of perfection is not really my jam. I don't, I don't get it. I can't conceptualize it because I'm all about asymmetry you know I like everything a little bit off and a little bit weird and people will say to me you realize that looks really weird there why do you have your kids artwork hung up in your house like they're real pictures and I'm like because I think they're cool like exactly I I just don't get this whole mature specific matchy it's just not who I am it's just not who I am well, and um, something that you posted just so people who are listening can kind of get the vibe of kind of the stuff you're posting. It says, wrong is wrong, even if everyone is doing it. Right is right, even if no one is doing it. I'd, I'd just wonder, what are your thoughts on that? So I feel really passionate about that because I feel like today we live in a world where people, have you seen the movie Zootopia? Um, yes, it's okay. one of my favorites. I mean, my like it too, but whatever. Between that and the movie Trolls, the two greatest movies. Right? So yes. it's, I'm thinking of the part when the fox has manipulated his way into the giant popsicle and then yes. he him down into tiny popsicles. Right. And one little gerbil takes the popsicle and follows and everybody just follows him. Right. They drop the money, grab the popsicle, and they go in this perfectly straight line. There's no disruption. They just follow the leader. Right. And I feel like today we live in a world where everybody just follows. 
Mm. Nobody makes their own executive decision. So for instance, someone wants to start a business and they see something that has worked for someone else and they just copy it. And you're like, well, why do you have to do what they're doing? Why can't you do what you want to do? Or somebody wears something and then everybody starts wearing it. Right. Or everybody, you know, like where we live in our community, somebody builds a house and, and then every house is the same for the next three years. Right. So right now the style is white house, black trim, white cabinets, white countertops, white everything. Right. And it's like everybody just does the same thing. And I feel like nobody thinks for themselves. So when it comes to making moral decisions, instead of saying, you know, how do I really feel about this? They say, well, what is everybody else doing? And I think about, I don't mean to get political on you, but I think yeah. about when Mitt Romney voted to impeach President Trump and he refused to vote with his party. He mm. said, I'm not voting with my party. I'm going to vote with the decision that I think is right. And I think that took a lot of courage to be a politician in Washington, D.C. and to say, instead of succumbing to the pressures of this world, I'm going to vote with my conscience. Right. So I love that statement because everybody likes to just follow suit. And it's like, oh, well, everybody's doing these bad things. They're socially acceptable. So I'm going to do them too. Right. Well, I don't want to do what's right because everybody's going to stare at me and I'm going to stand out. Yes. So I've always tried to teach my kids, own your voice. And sometimes your voice is going to be wrong, but own your voice and explore your voice and make your own decisions. Don't do what I want you to do. Don't do what you're supposed to do. Choose for yourself. And the secret is guiding them in the direction to make wise choices, teaching them the value of making wise choices. So that hangs on my fridge so that my kids see it every single time they dip into that fridge because it's extremely powerful to do what you know is right and to make your own decisions regardless of what is happening in the world around you. Right. And just to keep validating that is like God created you. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, yeah. he created you, like you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so don't you think that what he's created you to become is not fearfully and wonderfully made? Like, don't be fearful about the things that are around you. Like be confident in who Christ has created you to be. Yes. We have to get disciplined in that, you know, like mold, getting molded through the process. Like being better. I mean, not always are our thoughts like the bomb dot, you know, we're yeah. not always right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think, you know, praying about it and asking for friends advice and all that. But at the end of the day, that's the Holy spirit within you that is working, like asking God to work on your behalf. Like, you know, the Bible verse that's like, for they know not what they do. Yes. Yes. You know, it's like, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Like help me with things that I don't know. Give me that wisdom, you know, <laughs> like give me that well, good and, wisdom. And how, how are you going the, the scriptures in Corinthians about putting your light in a, in a bushel instead of up on a hill for the world to see it. And yes. if we're not living to that, um, if we're not living to who we are, as far as our unique abilities, yes. how are we ever going to fulfill the Lord's purpose for us when he has each of us here individually for a purpose to spread the love of God and to make this world a better place. If we're not putting our light out there and we're just copying whatever else is doing, how are we ever going to fulfill God's purpose for us? Girl, keep you know? going because I know God has a word on your heart about being a light because 
not only do you have blonde hair, so there's the blonde, there's the light, <laughs> but just <laughs> keep going. have more fun. Da, da, yes. da, da, da. It's true. Okay. No, okay. Maybe it's not. I love my brunettes out there. My mom's a brunette. And, but anyway, okay. So keep going for us. Keep diving into this light on a hill. Keep going where God has this on your heart. So I think that's the part that comes in about where I'm at in this new career I want to have of, you know, touching the hearts of other people. I know that my gift is with people. It's just so easy for me. I'm, I'm diplomatic and I'm charismatic and, you know, I love to entertain people, make them laugh. But the thing I love the most is to make people feel happy. And so what good would that gift of mine do if I tucked that away? So really what I want to do with this platform myself is to make the world shine, to have every single person that crosses paths with me to walk away feeling loved and important and like empowered, not inspired. Inspired's like, wow, you're so great. I want you to feel empowered like I'm so great. If they can do this, then I can do great things. I want everybody who sees me interacts with me to say, I'm a better person today and I'm happier today because I cross paths with Sunny. And so yes. then I say, you know, I pray about it and I fast about it. And the Lord says, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and I will pave the path for you. So I Amen. have no, again, again, I have no idea what this looks like. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll just start doing some stuff and then faith without works is dead. So right. I've got to start doing some things and then I will just have faith that the Lord will lead and direct me. But even more importantly, I will have the wisdom to follow and to heed his counsel. Preach. So when he tells me I'm listening and I'm ready. I'm listening and I'm ready. Okay. We could go, oh, we could go into a big conversation about this because when the Lord puts something on your heart, what if he does it and you're not paying attention? You, not you, but like us listening, like us as a one body of Christ, like you can say oh, you, yeah, I can take the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Really? But like, I can take it. <laughs> yeah. But like in myself as well, it's like, where are we at in our daily walk? I mean, just yesterday I was stressing out about something that didn't even matter. It's like, are we making ourselves willing and able to listen? Like when you said that, I'm like, preach, like, where does God have you um, with this? Cause I mean, I just feel like we could talk about this conversation well, forever. Well, it's the story of 10 virgins, right? It's like, who was ready? Who wasn't? Right. And it doesn't, you know, the Lord has a timing for everything. And although every one of us would love to be predictable in life and know exactly what the Lord has planned for us, that's not fun. Mm -hmm. The fun is doing what we're supposed to be doing. Every little detail that we're supposed to be doing you know, whether it's brushing our teeth or making our bed or reading our scriptures or praying alone, as well as praying as a family, mm -hmm. you know, whatever these little things are, it's doing these little tiny things that build this giant mansion to where we can hear the Lord speak and we can hear him direct us. But if we're disconnected, it doesn't matter how many times he says it, you are not going to hear it. And in right. that case, that's not fun. Like you're, you're guessing of what's going to make you happy in life instead of having this roadmap, this person standing above you telling you turning left or right. Oh, right. you don't know what you're talking about. I know what I'm doing down here by myself, not doing anything smart, you know? So it's being ready. You've got to be ready because when the day comes and the test comes, whether it's a big test or a small test, if you're not ready, then 
you're done for, you know? Right. And just like you were saying, how, how can I be ready? Getting in God's word, praying, just being willing and open to like accept the call, whatever that is. That's, so. that's the humility, right? That's the right. humility of saying, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do right. what you want me to do. Right. And we just had this Bible verse talked about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Proverbs three, five, and six. And it's talking about exactly what you're talking about. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and exactly. all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct, will direct your path. Exactly. exactly. So just have confidence in that. Like whoever's listening right now, like leaning into God, leaning into him and and doing what he's called you to do, like using your gifts and abilities for his glory. And I wanted, I'm going to ask you the question about your favorite Bible verse that's helping you out in this season. And then there was one more thing I wanted to ask you about selfishness because you talk about it and I'm like, I just feel like people who are listening to this okay. want to hear about it. So, okay. So and, which one first? Which one first? Okay. Well, first I want to read this verse to you because it reminds me so much of you. Proverbs 17, 22, just the first part of it reminds me of you, but you're, you'll agree with the whole thing, you know? Okay. So Proverbs 17, 22, and this reminds me of study. <laughs> I'm such a loser. Okay. A cheerful My new heart. best friend, Sunny. I know. It's like, that's how I feel. Okay. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones and you are so much joy. So much joy. Like, <laughs> thank you. When you were talking about, I just want to bring happiness to the conversations that God puts me in front of. It's like, yes, a cheerful heart is good medicine. So that's just encouraging to anybody who's listening to this, whether you're about to go into a work meeting, whether you're about to have an important phone call, being cheerful is good medicine to those who receive it. And it's good medicine for you too, you know, like share And quickly, may I just interject real quickly, don't uh, expect yeah. everybody to receive it. Some people are going to hate you for it. Oh, wow. They're going to hate that you're happy. They're going to hate that you're cheerful. They're going to, I mean, I could not figure out why people didn't like me when I was in high school. And my dad said, people hated Jesus enough to crucify him. Mm. What makes you think everybody's going to like you? That's good. And I've remembered that my whole life. So remember that that cheerful heart is going to penetrate the heart, like you said, of those who are ready to receive it. And if they're not, then you just keep on moving. Don't worry about them. That's interesting. So you're like, just keep on moving. Like, don't worry about the naysayers. How do you handle? Absolutely. Yeah. You just can't. You can't. It, okay. It's a waste of time, energy. Everybody is entitled to their opinion, but that doesn't mean their opinion is fair or valid. So when somebody has an opinion, which everybody seems to have an opinion, they always feel like they need to share <laughs> these days. Yes. Don't always, don't, don't worry about what their opinion is. There is so much emotional connection to somebody's opinion. Just keep moving with that cheerful heart, knowing that the Lord's purpose is the only thing that matters. The only Amen. thing that matters. Yes. And it's and not, I'm, it's not going to be a water slide. It's going to be a rocky path sometimes. That's so good. Okay. All right. So I'm like taking up all your time, but I just love you and I love your heart. Oh girl, I got all day. Okay. Well, you have five kids. So we all know that like your time is precious. So <laughs> thank you again for talking with us. So you wrote, or I guess you wrote and you posted a video on Instagram talking about the false belief that sometimes you need to be selfish. And you wrote about Hey, the importance is self-care. And before you answer that and explain it, because I do want you to go into detail about what you were talking about, 
I wanted to read Proverbs 19, eight, and it talks about to acquire wisdom is to love oneself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. And Proverbs, you know, is just great wisdom through that. But it, it, when I was listening to your video, I'm like, man, that reminds me of like, you got to love yourself, you know? So just talking about the self-care and um, explaining that for us would be awesome. Well, I got a comment on that that I thought was brilliant. And she said, our children's needs are not on a schedule. Hmm. And that's true. Because imagine I get up in the morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I need to go for a run. But I've got a baby crying who needs diaper changed, a toddler who stubbed their toe, and my daughter who is rushing out the door late and can't, isn't going to get to school on time if I don't help her make her lunch. Hmm. How important is that run in that moment? Right. It's not. Right. And as much as people think, oh, I've got to take care of myself first, that is not true. Right. It is not that you take care of yourself first. Jesus Christ never put himself first. Right. That does not mean he did not take care of himself. So the secret is self-care comes at random times in random moments. Sometimes it's when you pull in the garage you turn off the engine and you sit quietly in your car for five <laughs> minutes before you walk into the chaos inside your home. I'm laughing because I <laughs> like tell oh me that's goodness. not real for every mother out there. Or even father. Yes. I you know, know my like, husband does it. I do it too. It's like I just need two more minutes. Yeah, especially I mean my kids are older now. It's it's different. But my kids were young and there were a lot of them for a very long time. And they had cousins over and friends over. I've never, in fact, I have a friend that we go to his house and he said, we've been friends for 20 years. He says, I don't think you've ever shown up here with just your kids. There's always a cousin with us. There's always a friend with us. And the point is the chaos isn't always just your own family. Okay. It's all of the people in your life that are important to you. So the self-care comes at random times. As long as I get that five minutes to take my breath, it doesn't matter if it's at 3 p.m. or 10 p.m. or 6 a.m. Now, there may be routines that you like. You know, for years I've gotten up early and done my workouts and then come home and got the kids up and got up to school. Well, my life was flipped turned upside down about three years ago because all of a sudden now I have kids on all different school schedules. And okay. then we moved two years ago and there's only one schedule for this elementary school. So my son doesn't go to school till nine. I'm wow. like, what, what's happening? I send all of my kids off at 7.15 except for one. And then wow. I'm hanging out with him till nine, but I can't do anything till nine. Right. So as much as I loved getting up and working out first and getting showered and starting my day, that is not a reality for me now. Right. And sometimes it makes me insane. But right. it is my reality. And I'm going to have to wait two more years before I can slip back into that comfortable routine. But that doesn't mean I don't work out. That doesn't mean I don't take time for myself. It just means I have to be a little more strategic sometime. So well, they love to say selfish, and I do not like that word. Right. Do not. Yes. Well, and two, I don't know if you can speak to this. I'm sure you can. Um, but there was a woman who posted on this community group that I'm involved in. It's like a mom's group in town and she posted a picture of a sofa that had permanent marker all over it and it was all over her walls and she's like I'm breaking down I can't handle this I have four children they're driving me up the walls 
And, you know, I don't know her situation. Maybe she's homeschooling them. Just, I mean, even evenings are really hard and mornings are really hard and getting sure. the kids ready for school is hard. And I told you all at the beginning that moms, this is going to be an encouragement for you. Sunny loves the Lord and she loves her family and she's caught her priorities in check, sister. <laughs> yes. So like, I was just thinking about that mom when you were talking and like how stressed out she is right now. And like all the moms are commenting on the post, like stick with this. You've got this, like, um, yeah. you know, all the things we're all like, in this together. We're all in this together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, um, as a woman of faith, like how can you encourage a mom who's like struggling right now in this season? Like, what would you say to them as, you know, a Christian woman to encourage them from where they're at? Well, I'll tell you one thing I did that worked brilliantly. However, if you're a mom that is not consistent and doesn't follow through, nothing's going to work. Okay. But this worked. Every night at 8 p.m., 8 p.m., that's plenty late, I was off the clock. Okay. I called it quiet time, and you could not talk to me for the rest of the night. Okay. So for young kids, by 8 o'clock, they were in bed. But if they didn't want to go to bed till 9, I didn't care. You could not talk to me after eight o'clock. Okay. So it's funny because when they were young, I would remember my little kids outside my door going, you go ask her. No, you go ask her. But it's after eight. It's quiet time. No, you go ask her. And then they'd say, okay, I guess we just won't do it. We'll ask her in the morning. And I'm like, they get it. Yes. Because I would lose my mind if I didn't get that time at night to decompress from a right. crazy day. Right. Right. Now, the other part is, you know, you have society that says, well, why'd you have so many kids if you can't even handle her? Why'd you, you know, this, oh, that, whatever. But, <laughs> please. but really, every mother knows it has nothing to do with that. But exactly. what it does have things to do is, are you overscheduled? Are you overbooked? Is it really to the point that you can't pay attention to your kids and you have no idea where they're at or what they're doing because you are so overwhelmed from life? If that's the case, you've got to start cutting back. You've got to find things that you can eliminate. And I'll tell you what, I have a friend that plays in um, AVP volleyball tournaments and, you know, she just turned, she turns 40 this next month and she just had her fifth baby. And, you know, she is very involved in her own hobbies as well as being a wife and a mother and whatnot. Mm. Well, guess what? She didn't start playing volleyball until she was in high school. So for all of you, and she, she had a college scholarship and she runs a club team now and she plays professional sand volleyball tournaments. She travels, but guess what? She didn't start playing volleyball until she was 15. Mm. So for all the moms out there that think that their kids aren't going to make it in life unless they can read by the time they're two and potty trained at one and Preach. professional soccer, this and that, it's all bull crap. You are mm. falling into the trap of society control, controlling your life. You do you. And if that means you've got to pull your kid from dance, and if that means you don't want to work two jobs to pay for club soccer, then don't. Because it is not what you think it is. It is totally an illusion. So if you are overbooked and you need to cut back, don't feel bad about it. And real quick, I have one little jab. I mean, I probably... Please go, you. sister, go. Yeah, you're Let's good. For an Instagram post, but there's, you know, a lot of our, our religions and our cultures and our values encouraged to feel guilt. And they say, don't feel shame, 
feel guilt when you make a mistake. I don't believe in feeling guilt. I believe in feeling remorse. You know, we don't need to feel guilty about what we do when we make mistakes. Okay. We need to feel remorse. And my idea in the train of thought with this is when you have to pull your kid from dance so you don't lose your mind, don't feel guilty. You can feel bad that they don't get to dance, but that's all you need to feel and then you need to move on. Or if you feel like you can't live this life anymore of working two jobs, quit your job and don't feel guilty about it. Just right. be like, well, that didn't work out and just move on. Take all guilt in your life out. I don't care if you have addiction problems. I don't care if you've been unfaithful to your spouse. Get rid of the guilt. It serves you in no way. What right. serves you is remorse. Like, mm. oh, I shouldn't have done that. I need to be better. I need to make restitution. I'm sorry. Remorse. Yeah, remorse. I'm sorry. Saying I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm sorry and I'm going to make it right. Not, I'm going to beat myself up about this for the next 10 years. So get rid of the guilt. It's useless. It serves you in no way whatsoever. That's right. my soapbox. Yeah, absolutely. And just to like keep moving forward with that too, is just to say like God's word says so much about humility and Bob Goff, he's the, an author. He's awesome. Uh, he's a speaker too, but his big thing is like, if you haven't been humbled, you will be kind of a thing, you know, like yeah. God, um, God needs you to be in that place of humility because then like what you were saying earlier about being willing and willing and ready and able You're open and, to receive. Right. Right. You're open right. To receive. That's so good. Okay. Oh my gosh. I've been taking so much of your time. All right, here we go. Last question. It's my favorite question. What is your favorite Bible verse that is helping you through the season of whatever 2020? <laughs> so I, I have lots of thoughts and ideas with verses and things that I love and I've been thinking about it and the one that came to my mind is in Psalms and it's 46 10 and it is be still and know that I am God dot 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 mm -hmm. and I think the reason why of course I'll be exalted among the heathen I'll be exalted in the earth but how often are people taking the time to be still how often are the time they taking the time to sit there and say I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm going to visualize Jesus Christ with his hands on my head, giving me a blessing and a purpose. Yeah. How often are we caught up in the tumultuous world of chaos and instant gratification? And I want everything now. And there's so much going on. How often are we stopping and saying, just be still yes. for one minute and acknowledge that I am God and that Jesus Christ is our savior. Just breathe. That's what these moms need, right? Be mm -hmm. still, close your eyes, and acknowledge Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father. So that's yes. my verse I feel is appropriate for the time right now. That's so good because I love when I hear an interview or podcast or I don't know, something on the news and they're joking around about how, oh yeah, we have time now because of 2020 and everything yeah. canceled, you know, this cancel culture. But I yeah. feel the opposite, don't you? I mean, it's really, really busy. I don't know. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a different busy, you know? Yeah. I loved it. I love 2020, man. I did this too. World need, this world needed a shaking. Yes. And um, <laughs> we needed a cancel culture. <laughs> right. Well, one of my girlfriends said, hey, 2020 has just been an awakening for me. You know, it's like, 
it's kind of like God's taking us on the shoulders, like, you know, the awesome father that he is. It's like, Hey, 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 are you listening? Hey, 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 yeah. are you paying attention? Hey, Hey, Hey. Yeah. Here's a little taste of what it could be like. Are you prepared? Right. Right. Here's yes. a little taste of how life used to be. Are you remembering that it's gotten out of hand? You know? Yeah. I love and- 2020. I know I've, I've honestly been enjoying it as well. And like you were saying earlier about like, God's going to make your path straight. So if you do get that shake on the shoulders or if he is shaking your 2020 and you're not feeling like 2020 is the best year yet, like, you know, like what Sunny was saying earlier, be available, be willing, be like, listen, like listen for him and take those two minutes in the car. If you need to take a deep breath and maybe use that time to listen for what, he's trying to tell you like take this podcast and push pause real quick and like join us in a minute <laughs> yeah. and like well, ask and I God. Think, I think people get scared to like, well, if I listen, God's going to ask me to do really hard things. Mm-hmm. Eventually, if you're at a kindergarten level, he's not going to ask you to do college level things, right? He's going to ask you to do maybe first grade. So you're a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then he's going to build you up to second grade. So don't think that just because you stop to listen to God, he's going to ask you to go start a church. That's not, right. that's not how it works, mm-hmm. right? He gives us trials and he has, his expectations are at our level. If it comes up, it means you're ready, but don't be afraid to hand your life over to him in fear that he's going to ask you to do something that you can't do or you can't handle. That's not how it works. Preach. So good. So good. Okay. Is there anything else, Sunny, that you want to share and how we can connect with you and all that jazz? I think maybe my last message is just be kind. Be kind. It doesn't matter if people agree with you, if they don't agree with you. It doesn't matter if they're mean. Just be a kinder people and make people feel more loved and more safe and more accepted than they've ever felt by just being kind. So my, I have two Instagram accounts. Sunny Joe Lawrence is where I post a lot of my family stuff. Um, and then on the other one, it's Sunny Joe Mama. And that's more of like this career side that I'm trying to get rolling. I'm also on Facebook under those same things. Um, I sync them. So if you're a Facebook user, then you will see the stuff posted on Instagram. But um, I love doing podcasts and I love connecting with people, especially women. So I really appreciate this opportunity you've given me here today. Yeah. I mean, I think you would be a great podcast host. Like this would be, I mean, I could just see you doing it. I know you're really busy, but yeah, I don't know. Just people yeah, would be really joked right about now. that. We've joked about it and we'd call it, we do it together and call it salads and sushi because it's the only two things we agree on. We're opposite on everything else. <laughs> salads and sushi, <laughs> the only two things we have in common. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and you're really into healthy eating too and nutrition. So, um, Sunny Joe Mama is where I follow you and I'll be on the Lawrence page as well. And if you haven't checked out their documentary on Amazon Prime, check it out. Iron James. Cowboy. Yeah, and James also did a, the world's toughest race that's on Amazon right now being advertised. He was a part of that race last August, uh, September in Fiji. So really? if you've been on Amazon, you've seen the ads. The world's toughest race. It's a 10-episode series that James is also on that. Yep. So that's cool. you'll enjoy them both. But Iron Cowboy is way more entertaining. Most it's of the so- time in it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, you're the bomb. You are. Like, wait. Okay, <laughs> sisters, when y'all watch 
Iron Cowboy. Y'all are going to be like, Sunny Joe Mama, you are the backbone. Like, man, it's such an encouragement for wives. It's like, be that encouragement, be that light, all the things. Oh my goodness. Okay, Sunny, I love you. At the end of every podcast, we always pray in Jesus' name. I pray we decrease and God, you increase in our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen, honey. I love Sunny. Be sure to connect with her and thank her for her time on the podcast. Share this podcast with your friends. And as always, we are so grateful when you leave a review, just take a couple minutes and write something up because it gets the podcast out there and lets others know what we are doing. We are doing this for the Lord's name's sake. Lord, I ask that we decrease and that you increase in our lives. You are our peace and you give us all the skills that we need to serve your kingdom and be empowered by your love and grace and your mercy that you continue to show us day after day as we die to ourselves, picking our cross up daily to follow you. We need you now more than ever. We need your peace, your love, your guidance. We need it all. We need you, Lord. Invade our lives, invade our homes, invade our marriages, and just be what we need in our lives because you are what we need. We'll talk to you all next week, Lord willing, on Broadcast is Love. Have a great week and be a light. Be a light for Jesus wherever you are and wherever he has you. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Thank you for listening and I pray you have a great week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.